The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We're here to remind you, you're grown and you got this. Welcome to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. And moms, we are in for a real treat today. As a mom, whether you are stay at home or work outside the home, we are always looking for ways to maximize experiences for our children, to make sure that we are spending quality time with them and doing our best for our kids in whatever way we can. I am so excited to welcome Jenny LaFleur, known as Mama Fresh, to the show today. Jenny is founder of the blog, Mama Fresh, which is dedicated to creating and igniting a diverse community where mamas are celebrated. And boy, do we need it. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is, I feel like this is like girl time, like girl talk time. So I'm very happy to be here. Listen, I am, and I might be aging myself. Years ago, there used to be a game called Girl Talk, and I loved, loved it. <laughs> On my Christmas list with Girl Talk Mall Time, I think it was too, like the shopping mall yes. game. About, so no, you are not aging yourself. You are like talking. You're you're speaking my I language. I am speaking your language. That was the that was the game back in the day. We have come definitely a long, long way from that. But I want to first understand and have our listeners really get a feel for what is Mama Fresh and where that came from mm-hmm. and just how you started mm-hmm. it. I've been four years old, which is hard to believe. So I've been doing Mama Fresh for about three, three and a half years now. And how it started was I was I I was married and pregnant. My baby was here when we celebrated our first wedding anniversary. Okay. So I always like to say we were on the express train of love. Now I was 36, <laughs> so I was a little older, as people would say. So I was very comfortable with who I was as a woman. But I was I found myself in a in a role of two new roles of a wife and a mom yes. within a year. So everything had changed drastically. At that time, I had also had a very demanding career. I was in the fashion industry. Okay. And so I was the West Coast regional manager for a company. So I traveled immensely. So I would travel Monday through Thursday, come back. Um, I would pump, <laughs> pump all while I was on the road. Oh my God. I would come back. I would do my expense report Friday mornings. And then I would pick up my kid early from daycare. And then I would try to get rid of all the mom guilt that I held on by taking them to so taking him to so many activities. So like so many of you, we he was, you know, four months and we were in drumming and music class because that's what I wanted. Yeah. So I was going to these classes, paying $20, driving miles away from my home 
And the lack of diversity was stifling. I was often the only Black mom. There were other Black women there in the roles of caretakers, but I was often in the only Black mom, and my son was often the only um, Black boy. So you just get tired of hearing comments, whether it's out of just being misspoke or making you want to feel so comfortable that it shines so much of a light on you, you know. And so I had a, there was a music class and they were singing the, this music performer, you know, the person with the guitar that yeah. you, that everybody goes to yes. in every city. And she mixed in pop songs as well. So she mixed in a pop song and we're all filling it and shaking the little shakers with our kids. And then when she stopped, she asked if my son was going to rap the verse after. And you lost it because I would have lost it. But Kim, you look around and when things like this happen, yes. you go, am I crazy? <laughs> like, right. I looked uh-huh. left and I looked right to yes. share that glance with someone and there's no one there There's no good. There's that no. Glance. That's right. There's no one there. So I said, he can't talk. <laughs> He's six months. <laughs> he can't talk. So he won't be doing any of that. And I spoke with her after. And you know, it it was situations like this that made me think I need not to be traveling, you know, 20 miles or 10 miles away from my home. Yes. I want to be in my own community and I want to be celebrated where I go. And I want a cultural aspect and more. And I wanted a community. I just needed community so much at that point. And so that's how I started Mama Fresh. I started with a simple walk. Four moms joined me on an afternoon stroll that was not about getting your body back. It wasn't about burning so many calories. It was about fellowshipping with other women. You know what? I, I That is, there's so much there, so much that is heartbreaking, but also mm-hmm. inspiring and motivating. It's, it's our reality, right? Because Look, I had that very same experience when on maternity leave, I was trying to cram in all of these activities for my then newborn son, who happens to be, as my husband is, a very light-skinned Black person. But I would go to these music classes or the little you know art class or whatever, And I would often be Mm -hmm. mistaken for the caretaker because my son is much lighter than I am and he has gray eyes. And there were many times where I would want to be like, wait, are are we serious here now? Is this what we're doing, right? Is this still a thing that you can't Mm -hmm. look different than your child and people make all kinds of assumptions or, you know, you feel uncomfortable? But also... The notion of like mom guilt, I mean, it, it, when you are a, whether it's work outside the home, whether it's you're working in the home, but you know, your time and demands Mm -hmm. are not dedicated or able to be dedicated to your child, it is tremendous, tremendous. But to your point of then adding the, you had just gotten married to and trying to kind of move into the role of wife and mother all within that space of time, that is a Herculean task, right? Because um, as someone who is married, but is also a divorce attorney, 
Make no mistake that the first year of marriage is rough. And, and, you know, even in the best of situations, I mean, my parents have been married 45 years and my mom always says, listen, if you can make it past year one, you can make it to two, three, four, 15, 20, because it's two people coming together. So adding in then, you know, a little person. (laughs) We never got to that. We really, that year for us was year, maybe we're celebrating five years um, within the next couple of, within the next month or so. But for year, for us, it was year two to three was like our year because we had gotten in a group and we're like, there's always been the three of us. Even before my son was born, he was a sparkle in our eye. You know, I was pregnant by the top of the two, three months within our wedding, within our marriage. So there's always have to been the three of us. So when that year two, we're like, hey, 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 hey. you know, <laughs> like this little person isn't as dependent on us anymore. And we have to figure out what's going on with us and, you yeah, know, you get know. into that groove. So it is completely an adjustment. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, you know, when we talk about kind of being a mom and having a community of moms, because that's Mm -hmm. absolutely important to be able to have a community of moms to fellowship with. And I love that you're like, look, it wasn't about trying to lose weight. It it was really about connecting and, and, and that fellowship. It is so heartbreaking to me many times when I am helping someone go through a divorce and... I talk to them a lot about, you know, how are you getting through it and what supports do you have? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that people list off all the time, oh, my therapist or, oh, I'm in this divorce group. But sometimes, you know, I say to them, no, I need your mom friends, your girlfriends, your your people, yeah. right? And so, you know, talk to us about like how important that piece is even now that you know mama fresh has expanded that you have found that mm-hmm. that core group of other moms to carry you through times when it's exhausting to be a mom and you just need somebody who who gets it remember first and i'm speaking as a black woman and speaking of a woman of color and people that come from a communal group we were never meant to do this alone and so when true. I say never, I mean parenthood, parenthood, marriage, divorce, death, all of these my big things in your life, our generations before us never dealt with these things alone. And so it is when it seems to you that it feels unnatural that you feel this alone, it is. You are dealing with something that not one person before you have has faced before. And shouldn't. Um, they shouldn't. It is un. It is, and I think that we associated it with a certain social status yes. that we didn't have to depend. You know, you think that I always, I always say, two generations back, both of my parents. You know, my parents were both born in Mississippi. So a couple of generations ago, my grandmother lived down the road from her husband's sister. My grandmother had nine kids. She had 12 kids. They just ran up and down the road. Everybody raised their kids together. You always can, if you listen to your family history, you'll always know that maybe you had a cousin that came to live with you for a while. And you never knew why. That mom, before the terms postpartum and before the terms, you know, these struggles that we're dealing with, 
we knew that when something was wrong with your sister, because you could see her every day, and you said, you know what? Come on and let him stay with me for a little bit while you rest and get yourself together. These are things that naturally come out of community. There's a very famous doctor here. Um, He's famous nationally, but he's based here in Chicago, Harvey Karp. He talks about the happiest baby on the block. On the, You know, he talks about that. And when I remember attending a workshop of his, and he said that our generation, and especially our husbands, could be the first generation when their baby is handed to them is the first time that they've held a baby. Yeah. So you have to know that you have to go to, we're going to classes, we're reading books, we're doing all of this stuff because we don't have the experience that generation, we don't live close to our sisters. We didn't, you know, someone would move in with you when you had your baby, you know, if you were going through a divorce, you would, you would leave your husband and go and stay with your sister in her house. And so it, that the transition and the community that surrounds you through that transition is not so natural to us. So we have to create it. So you think you think about blood family, you think about found family, we think about chosen family. It's the same thing with community. Just as you choose the with very um care and you know your qualifications, just as you choose the place where you work. Right. You know, the your gym, you know, yeah. your yes. therapist. Don't even get me started with your hairstylist. Yeah, your yes. Just as those things. You have to choose community. The, and the, these are the women that are going to surround you. How they will differ from your college friends, from your early life friends, because those people may be more of a, mono, a monolithic group. They yeah. might be other women that look just like you, that went through the same social status. Mom, mom, mom and family is going to be about lifestyle. It's going to be about values. And that, one, that group may seem di- more diverse in so many different ways, because okay. motherhood is the great equalizer. Yes, it and is. And it's going to seem so diverse compared to your groups in the past, but it's very important. I love that. But, y- you know, it's so interesting that when you hear people kind of flippantly say, you know, it takes a village, I'm constantly mm-hmm. reminded that's a real thing. That didn't just kind of come out of nowhere, Right. The phrasing of it takes a village, it's because these life milestones, as you spoke about, having a baby, getting married, getting divorced, death, the village was involved in that. And, And we have really, as a society, have kind of moved away over the years from that because, of course, there are some, as with anything, pros and cons of the village, right? feeling stifled, feeling like everybody is is in your, you know, your business. But at the same time, I think in having moved away from that, we've lost sight of the importance mm-hmm. of being okay with not being okay and letting people help us and support us. And when we talk about uh, motherhood being yeah. the great equalizer, it is so true. I don't care socioeconomic status when your child is hurting in pain, when they are happy or sad, you as a mother react to that. And that's just the beauty, of course, of motherhood. And so having other women, regardless of their background, um, who understand that and can support you through 
different times is certainly very, very helpful, but I think makes all the difference. So when we talk about activity and experience as a part of a, a of a community, right? We know as mothers, we're always trying to find things to keep kids busy, but also to expose them to, to different things. But we don't have all day, every day to do all of the things that we would like to do. So what are ways that mm-hmm. you have found to create certain experiences as a mom when you know that you are short on time, whether it's because of your schedule or because you know that your one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, or even six-year-old isn't going to mm-hmm. be able to sustain a four-hour opera or uh, whatever activity? It's proper planning, as cliche as it may sound, have a few go-to resources in your back pocket where they can do the research for you. You don't have time to comb through every activity that's in your city. You already have enough on your plate. So whether it's the local parents magazine, a few trusted bloggers in your city, or that one girlfriend who loves doing things like this, you just <laughs> just do what she does two weeks later. But th- but have your go-to your go-to resources. And then just create yourself like a bucket list or a Pinterest or whatever works for you. But have someone else doing all of those interests, uh, all of that research. Everything that you named, they have a child-friendly version of it. So proper research will keep you from sitting there with your child in a four-hour opera like, what was I thinking? When instead, you could have taken her on the first Saturday of the month at, uh, at 11 a.m., to a kid-friendly 40-minute show that was way more interactive, way more fun, still gotten her dressed up, gotten her comfortable in the surroundings, and still would have gotten her exposed to opera. So I say, give give it to them. Find out what you're interested in, what what do you want them exposed to, and then let's give it to them in a way that's meant for them. I love that. I, I love the idea of, one... You're not, you know, you're not going to be able to do everything. So, right. You have some choice things, but two, rely on resources that are out there. And a lot of times we overlook those things. So you point to, you know, bloggers, Mm -hmm. parent magazines, these are designed to help us. And so sometimes we just need to, to accept the health. And, and yes, we all do have that one girlfriend who will spend all day researching 10 different ways to Sunday and the best apple orchard. And so there is no shame in being like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing that she did. Fantastic. So I know that she exists. (laughs) And when friends, when friends send me, I see that friends go the week after two weeks. I love it. Or if they, if they use me as a resource, it's like, I saw you take pictures of sunflowers. Is this really a thing to take our children? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, here's a top 10 sunflower fields within See? an hour of us, you know? And so, yes, don't try to do it all yourself. Get, you know, the most important thing is the quality time that you spend with your child. And so who wants to spend that on Google? I, so you were reading my mind, right? This idea of quality time, especially for parents who are divorced and they're co-parenting, right? And so Mm -hmm. based on their parenting schedule, maybe they have either 
every other weekend or week on or week off or half of the winter break. And so the idea of quality time versus quantity really makes all the difference. So can you speak to really figuring out and putting the planning in place so that you are maximizing the quality when you actually don't have quantity? I want to remember is that kids concept of time is way more fluid than we are. Okay. So if, so if you have, if for one holiday, if you have the week before and not the week of the holiday and you're super bummed out because your parents took you ice skating the, the two nights, like the eve of the eve for Christmas every year of your life. And you're not going to have your little one that week. And it really bums you out. You have to remember that the ice skating rink is open for months, literally months. 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 And so decorations are up. The same places are open. So yes. you celebrate in the time. So the children's idea of this is still Christmas time to them, not yes. Christmas week. So you use the week that you have. If the weather is nice, you jump on it and you get in the car and you go ice skating and you go to the same hot chocolate place or you create your new memories. But their concept of time is extremely more fluid than we are. Yes. We are, this is still September. I think today is like, this is like beginning of Beginning autumn. of, yes, the fall. Patch and apple picking Thursday. Of course you are. I would love <laughs> to wait until October and when it's Halloween, but I'm also seven and a half months pregnant. Well. So we have to, I have to utilize the time and energy that I have now. Yes. And I know that it still will be just as special if then I, then pushing myself you know, in a month's time, they're open. The weather's nice. Take advantage. Take advantage. So use kids' imagination and fluid fluidity of time to your advantage. You know, I, it's so funny because I think as adults, we get so stuck on mm-hmm. the date that yes. the date of December 25th has to be the Christmas day when you're right. If I were to go upstairs and Mm -hmm. say to my daughter right now, is Christmas Eve, Santa's coming tomorrow, trust and believe she would not care that it is not December 24th. Because in her head, all she heard was Santa's coming tomorrow. Or if in another week I say, you know what? Because of everything that's going on with the pandemic, they've moved trick-or-treating to this weekend, and now we're going to do something different. It really is about the experience, providing them with the experience and kind of moving away from mm-hmm. being stuck on the actual date. Oh, and, and take advantage of seasonality. It's the season. It's the season. Like just op- even just using those words opens you up to just not a date, not a week. You know, we're celebrating this season. But, you know, I think it also allows for us to kind of expand our experiences with our children as well, because time moves so quickly. And so I like the idea of, look, it's the season. And so it allows for us to enjoy the entire season and not just 
one day. Because here's the thing. I mean, when you talk about the apple orchard and the pumpkin patch, for all of the kind of lead up to fall, right? So whether you're into pumpkin spice latte or winter boots or whatever it is, it really is about the overall feeling of fall, which expands several months. And so doing activities within the fall season and not just on a date specific, I think provides that experience that we're all looking for for the children. And and I, I like that kind of idea of expand it. Who cares about the date? Just have the experience and, and make it what you want it to be. Yeah, think about what think about what do you want to celebrate or what do you want to get out of the experience and then create a, an activity around it. You want to remember that if you're not able to get out to an apple orchard and drive the hour and a half, that is okay. What you want to celebrate is the changing of seasons. So maybe what that looks like is instead going to a farmer's market, or maybe it looks like going to your local grocer and picking out five apples and coming back home and baking a fall dessert together. You know, so really it's about that quality time and get that low hanging fruit that you can do easy first, because if you're spending a weekend together, I don't want you to spend four hours of it in the car. I just don't. Yeah, no, it's, but you know, because again, we're talking about quality, right? And so yes. if you're spending the weekend running from here to there to try to have an activity, just to say, oh, well, we crammed it into the activity, there's a good chance that that's going to lead to stress and frustration. Yes. Because mm-hmm. look, we all know that with children, things don't go as planned, right? So say you planned to go somewhere, the 9 a.m. showing or the 9 a.m. picking, And your child, for whatever reason, is not moving as fast as you need them to move to make a 9 a.m. So Mm -hmm. we have to be flexible and we have to kind of do other things. So the idea of, look, maybe Orchard is not in the plan for this weekend that you have the kids doing something else that they may enjoy doing because it is about that time together and, and figuring out that time. So one of the, and it's coming up, holidays that's really big for parents is Halloween, right? Halloween yes. is especially for parents of little children. And mm-hmm. you would be surprised or maybe not at the number of times that where the children spend Halloween come up as a part of divorce negotiation, right? Because everybody wants to be with their child when the child is dressed up and to have, you know, and to have that experience. Are there things that a parent can do to, again, have the experience of Halloween if Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, October 31 doesn't fall on their parenting time in this year. Huge deal in our house. I cannot minimize it. My birthday's the day after. So I grew up having a Halloween themed birthday party my entire life. So we do multiple costumes. It is a very serious thing. But last year I had to work. I had an event on um, the day that everyone in the world would celebrate Halloween. I could not take my son out because I was working an event that day. So what we did is we dressed up at a city pumpkin patch. So he put on his costume. He was the only, like the only kid there, but he was having so much fun that (laughs) other kids were like, it's today. 
wear your Halloween costume day at the orchard because we didn't know that. But I had hyped it up so much yes. that he was going to wear it. And he was so the flexibility of creating your own memories with a little bit of proper research, especially this year, because this year is going to be a little tricky for us. Yes. And um, as we navigate the um, times that we're in, and it goes back again to the proper planning so you can hype up the situation that, that you're in. Costumes are on sale now. So <laughs> if you do not have them, have your little ones for Halloween, have them pick out their costume now. Take advantage of every step. Yeah. I know we can be moving so fast, that, but just take advantage of, let's get on Amazon together. Let's go on Target together. And so make the shopping part of the experience. Making, you know, so... And finding finding things that are going on the weekend before or, you know, two weekends before even are really happening in the city. And so just doing your research and enjoying each step of the process will make it a lot of fun. Think often about Halloween because my mother's birthday is on Halloween. I like your mom for a and, <laughs> and so... When I was a kid, though, right? I mean, Halloween is like the kid's day. And so my mother, I don't think I actually knew my mom's birthday was Halloween until I was much older because it was never about her birthday. It was always yeah. Halloween, 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 right? Um, but I say that because we always ended up like celebrating my mom's birthday like on another day and she just kind of, you know, went with it because Halloween mm -hmm. was was such a was such a thing. But as an adult now, I often think about, okay, it were my birthday that, that were on Halloween. You know, here I am, you know, having, you know, two little children. How, how would I then celebrate? Mm -hmm. And chances are the same way that my mom did, right? You know, you make it about the kids and then I can move that date. But I think why that why that's so important is because what you're doing is putting the children first. It's not about me. It's about the child. And so whether or not you have the kids on the date of Halloween, it's about making that experience for them because it's about them mm -hmm. and what's going to make them happy. I also do want to say as someone who has tried her hand at making Halloween costumes, I am the first one to say, we gonna wear this for more than just one night because I done spent a lot of time trying to figure this out. So we are gonna figure out whatever activity, whatever <laughs> extra thing. And so parents, that's a thing for you, whether you made it or whether you, you know, purchased, uh, purchased the costume because they're not cheap. Wear it more than once. The other thing, I have also done, I, you know, my daughter at one point was very much into princess and dressing up and playing house. And, and I remember this being the time of year where costumes were on sale and I bought more princess like dresses and the accessories and all of the stuff that she could then use as dress up stuff later, whether it was a doctor costume or whether it was um, you know, a ballerina skirt, whatever it was. But the idea of saying, okay, we are going to take these and whatever day and whatever time you want to wear these as a part of your trunk of toys, this will work. And so again, expansion of holiday and the experience. 
I love, I love how as mothers, we um, have to be flexible and creative. And you want to make sure that that's awesome. This is, this is real life. Um, this is real life. Came home. Um, <laughs> we also want to make sure life is real. Like life situations are real, y'all. Like it, yes. our kids are going through some real stuff right now. And if you are transitioning and going through a divorce, the, the adjustment that they're making, the pandemic that we're all living in, life is real. Whenever we can add some whimsy and some imagination and just some joy in their life, why not? And if that means dressing as a Power Ranger on a Tuesday to the grocery store, so be it. Who is going to stop you? People are going to look at you like, I wish I could put on that costume at that time, you know? <laughs> so it's about freeing ourselves. So much I talk about is just freeing ourselves from what we think and how we grew up of like, yes. your mother would not let you go to the store. Not at all. And have you lost your mind? You no, can't ma'am. even go out with no iron or not matching clothes or ashy or anything. Listen. So dressing up in a costume? Absolutely. So sometimes we have these um, ideas that were, that are that are echoes of our own upbringing, which at us, who cares? You know, life is real enough. Let them live in this stage, even if it's just for an afternoon, as long as they can. So, you know, I think, though, it a part of that is cultural, right? Yes. Look. My mom was quick to look at me any kind of way. Like, are you going to the gas station? Where do you think you're going looking like that? I, I mean, you didn't leave the mm-hmm. house a certain way. And especially as a child, a part of it was you represent me. And so we're not going out here looking any all kind yeah. of way. And I, and I admittedly, uh, there are times when my children will say to me, mom, we don't have to look perfect every time you, we leave the house. Inner type A in me is like, oh, but you're not going to look like that. <laughs> so, and we don't, we don't want people in our business. Yes. So my house can look like a hot mess express, but I want my child to go. Cause I don't want people to say, oh, you know, that Jenny, she really ain't got it together. She's big and pregnant and with a toddler's. The baby's clothes was on back. Yes. Yeah. So we don't want that that child to be a reflection of maybe the messiness the mess. or the transition that our own life yes. is going through. Yes. But we don't have to put that weight on them. Instead, let it be the joy that they see that say, hey, that is a happy, I don't know what's going on, but that kid is singing and dancing child. all the time. That is a happy child. And even everything that they're going through, they doing something right because that kid is happy. Yes. No, and I think sometimes we lose sight of that, that at the end of the day, yes. it's about is the child happy, healthy, whole, and that's what's so important. So I do want to kind of just touch on, you know, we talked a little bit about the global pandemic and, and all that we are mm-hmm. dealing with and how it's really kind of turned everything upside down. And one of the things that has certainly been impacted is our ability to travel. And we have become a little bit more creative in what we do during, say, vacation time or uh, school breaks as it relates to travel and getting out of um, our city or our neighborhood but are there things that you would say can make all the difference when you're looking at staying local 
versus trying to find somewhere to escape to? I think that what we all have needed is a visual change of scenery. So I think especially we can't minimize how much seeing something different can help change our mood, whether that's going to the lakefront or going to a local beach or visiting one of our national state parks and going hiking, you know, like, which is just an hour and a half away from us in Chicago. But it's a visual change of, you know, that can really help us out. So really don't minimize that. And what do they say? You don't have to go far to get away. You know, a break in your normal routine will do us all good. And so maybe instead of mourning the vacations that I know y'all had planned, <laughs> y'all were, the wristbands were in the mail, okay? <laughs> the itineraries were done, you know? So I think that in, instead of mourning those experiences, maybe you do a mini version of that at your house. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's dressing up in like, you know, dressing like we were saying, dressed up in a costume, but you have a Disney-themed movie night or you have, you know, all these things. And let your children be... um part of the planning process as well because that's going to help them really be involved and call the shots and and if it means having popcorn for breakfast or having you know just really just moving those things around of what a vacation would look like moving your furniture out the way putting beach towels on the floor maybe putting up a blanket but just really their imagination is so much better than ours so really including theirs Get on Amazon, order it, have it in your house for two days, you know, have it at your house in two two days. days. Yeah. And really just really tap into that experience. Well, and I do think, you know, there is something to be said to your point of the change in scenery, but I think that like the staycation, renting a hotel room, going to um, an Airbnb, or, you know, maybe you live in the suburbs, go down into the city, or maybe you live in the city, go out to the suburbs and stay a night. Yes. I, you know, there's been so many things that we have just enjoyed and explored just in the city and the surrounding kind of Chicago land that frankly we didn't do before either because it wasn't on our radar to think about doing or two because when we quote vacation we were always looking for you know a much further destination and so this has allowed us to get more creative but it's really brightened our experiences to things that are quote at home and when I say a change of scenery, it's exactly what you mentioned, Kim. I mean the change of scenery of your four walls. Yeah. Of literally the our home, because we have been in our it home. for so long. And our home, I want to use these words carefully, but it somehow, and I can only speak for my household, has lost the sanity of like being our cherished home because now it is my husband's workplace. It is my desk. It is my son's school. It is our break area. And these are all the things in a place that used to just be our refuge from the world. But now our world is caught up in this square footage. So you just getting out of those four walls, like you said, it just could be uh, just driving 20 minutes away or 60 minutes away. And it can make all the difference. It can. It absolutely can. So... Motherhood, the pandemic, work, all of these things can be very overwhelming. 
And yes. there are times when, as a mom, we're just plain, you know, tired. We're not in a creative space. We're just mm-hmm. not feeling it. Add to that, if you are someone who is going through a divorce, it it can certainly feel like I just, it is too much. With everything that is going on, there is something to be said about giving yourself grace and recognizing the importance of self-care. Would you say that as a mom of one, soon to be two, that you have found how important that is as a part of your journey at this point? No, I don't have it figured out. (laughs) I want to say, girl, I want to say like, yes, girl, I am... I have books that I've ordered that are in a hand, you know, that self-care books, religious books, a book club that I joined. I want to take a bath every night, but after who takes the bath, who has to clean out the jetted tub? Yes. Me. Yes. Who has to, you know, and I, you know, so I I moved my son's toys to another tub because this is going to be my bathroom tub. Then I bought nice candles. I'm doing all the things on the checklist (laughs) and I still don't have it figured out. So yes, I know it's important. But y'all, I don't have it down. You know, what I'm trying to do, and <laughs> I know that's not a popular answer, but I, you know, I'm really trying to find pockets yes. in my day instead of having, I can't do self-care Sunday. It just doesn't exist in my household. We're doing virtual church. Then we're going for a family walk. Then I'm trying to prep for the week. So instead of me putting all that pressure on one on one day, and then I did a self-care Sunday and my laundry was still there on Monday. Nope. And no one talks about laundry Monday. <laughs> so I really am trying to just find these pockets of my day, whether it means getting up before my son, which good for you if you can do that. I want, you know, yes. I want to do this. Yes. You know what I mean? But I'm you know, I, so I'm trying to find these pockets where I could just take care of myself. And I'm tr- and what I have done successfully is I have not equated the 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 care of my motherhood in the sacrifice of myself. Okay. So, which means that I don't have to be bad, feel bad, in order for me to be a great mom. Yes. So, I you know, it's the sacrificing of our time, like your mama not celebrating her birthday for years. You know what I mean? For years. It's okay. And we all understand that. Yeah. But is that the answer? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to sacrifice so much of myself in order to be a good mother. I don't want to always equate those things together. So it's being um, aware and asking for those moments that I need. That's my, that's what, that's what I'm doing for self-care. But I think Jenny, that is so important to speak on and speak to because we oftentimes put so much pressure on ourselves with this notion of, I got to carve out six hours to do something for myself when the reality of it is. I don't have six hours to do a whole lot of anything, much less for myself. And so while I think the idea of self-care in some ways is great, and and by self-care, I don't think it has to be a self-care Sunday. I think to your point, it it is a let me find ways and moments and do things that... 
will sustain me in whatever way that is. And sometimes that's me being in my car on the phone with my girlfriend after the kids have already jumped out and gone inside. And I'm like, I'll be, I'll be there in a minute, 30 minutes later, Mm -hmm. I'm hanging up the phone, but that was my time to connect with her. But what the reason I I bring up this idea of self-care, but it was also tied with giving ourselves grace and giving ourselves the space to say, I can't do it all. And that includes dedicating a time to get a massage or do yoga or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, or take a bath every Sunday at this time, but to allow ourselves to say, you know what? And that's okay. This week was crazy and it was hectic and I'm good with just being able to watch half of my HGTV show and, 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 you know, and that works. And so- I think that giving yourself grace and allowing yourself to and leaning into the vulnerability to your kids is a great thing because I'm able to say to my son, like, mama's having a tough day yes, and I'm trying everything, especially girl with this e-learning, you know, it's, I'm telling him it is the whole thing. I'm, and I told, we had a tough day today and I told him, I'm trying really hard to support you and I'm finding myself frustrated. So you're trying and mama's trying. So we both are trying. What can I do to help? And I never, I've said sorry to my son more in his four years of life than my father has ever said to me in my 40 years of life. And I have an amazing father. Yes. And so it's leaning into the vulnerability and not having to pretend that we have it all together that's giving yourself grace. And child, when you don't have to pretend in your own house, because if you think you pretend it in front of your kids, they are so innate. They are so like, so they know, they know, they know. know. So why not say mama is feeling like a hot mess right now. What can we do to take a break so we can feel really good today? Yeah. Look, I tell clients all the time when they say, well, you know, I'm staying because of the kids. And I was like, well, you know, they know, right? That you know that they know you're unhappy and that you're sad and that, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, kids know, they know they are our children and, and they pick up on things. And so being able to be honest with them and with yourself, I think makes all the difference because it does take the pressure off sometimes of being able to say, yeah. I'm just not having a good day today. It's rough. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. You know, let's just kind of take a moment. Um, but having that again, grace and space to do that. Uh, certainly it is for all of us a, a work in, in progress. I don't know anyone who perfected what is known as motherhood. I don't think there that anyone no. ever could. And I think it serves your kids too for their social and emotional growth to have these conversations so they can see because that's how they will come back towards you because they know that we have those open lines of communication between us and I think that that is that serves them differently in stages from toddlerhood to teenage to teenagers and as a grown woman you know what I mean if your mama told you you know the things that was going on between their marriage you know you're like what I'm not the first person to feel this way you know and so I think that we all can 
give ourselves a little room in that in the department. I think so. Look, Jenny, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your really busy day to to chat with me. This has been one fun. Is definitely the girl talk that I needed at the yes. end of this hectic day. Um, yes. But you know, I think you've shared things with us that we can all take away and and really try our best as we move through into our you know journey of of motherhood. So thank you, thank you very much for for sharing that with us today. Please tell us where we can follow you for more tips and to be part of your great community. So yes, I, thank you so much for having me. I want just to say this was therapeutic for myself. So I got as much out of it as I put into it, maybe maybe even more. Um, <laughs> I want to all the mamas that are listening, if no one's told you today, you're doing an amazing job. Like I see you, you out here, you know what I mean? You're working hard. I love you. I think you're doing an amazing job. If you want to connect with me more, um, my website is mama, and that's M-A-M-A, mamafreshchicago.com. And you can find me all over Instagram and Facebook as Mama Fresh Shy, M-A-M-A, Fresh C-H-I. Excellent. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations.